this episode is sponsored. We want to talk about audible.com real quick. I cried when we got Mm -hmm. this. I teared up a little bit. So we're going to talk about Audible for a few and then we will get into our review. It's very exciting. This is our first step towards this being our full-time job. This is what we want to do. We like horror movies and we want to talk to you guys. That's really cool. Yeah. And as someone who has to drive two hours every single day for work, I don't know how many times I can listen to political ads on the highway So for that. So I end up listening to an audiobook anyway. So that's right. actually what I've been doing recently with Audible. I'm sure you know but Audible is a service where you can listen on the app or online anywhere that is suitable for you where you can listen to audiobooks. Every month you get a free one. Not only do they have audiobooks, which is sometimes audible it's just audiobooks but they have a lot more than that they have comedy theatrical acts they do self-help they have their own exclusive originals and they have guided wellness programs and i have recently been all about self-help i really enjoy reading about the conditions that i deal with i know that's a little personal but eating disorders and anxiety disorders especially while everyone is currently social distancing or on quarantine for covid19 which we hope you're all doing well by the way there's really not been a better time to do so. Now's the time to read The Stand all about an oh, epidemic flu taking people out. It's like a 2,000 page book. Come on, now's the time. <laughs> exactly. So, and again, if you're not into audiobooks, there's so much more that Audible does. And I'll give you the link and I'll spell it out for you. It is audibletrial.com slash the extra sisters. It is T H E. E-X-O-R-C-I-S-T-E-R-S. And we're so grateful for this sponsorship with audible.com. My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we are the Exo Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 76. And in this episode, we are going to continue with the sequel. Mm-hmm. Our, well, last our last sequel, one. actually, in the month of the sequel. We are going to be discussing The Omen 2, Damien, or Damien the Omen, Omen 2. 2. I know, that was a little confusing. Yeah, it's like at the top, mm-hmm. and it says Damien first, but usually it's like The Omen 2, right? Damien. Yeah, Not really weird. sure. But this is from 1978. Mm -hmm. And I had never seen this movie, but you had because you're all about The Omen. Oh, I love The Omen. And this is my favorite one. So I was really excited to do this one. What'd you think? You know, I was not expecting much. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But it does bring back... Is this the original actor that played Damien as a child or no? Mm -hmm. Okay. But it does bring back the... it, It just basically starts where the original story left off. Bugenhagen? Yeah, the that's that's what I was getting at. I couldn't yes. remember. He's his the name. only one that comes back from the yes, first one. Yes, Bugenhagen, mm-hmm. uh, because this was in '78. The Omen came out in the original one. I don't have that date down. I don't remember, unfortunately. Late '60s. I'm not like though. you at dates exactly. Late, late '60s, uh, and I have to say right off the bat, Jerry Goldsmith did the music for the first one and this one. Okay, and his choral music is so first of all just characteristic of the omen and it is so chilling Mm -hmm. like it really like this movie could have been garbage but still scary because of the chorale pieces he wrote for these films Mm -hmm. oh my god they're so good it's an oscar winning musical score so yeah that's oh my god so good and it opens actually with a week ago his father tried to destroy him is kind of what bugenhagen is talking Mm -hmm. about and I like when films do that. And this film didn't pander to the audience. 
Mm-mm. It just assumed that everyone knew. They had watched the first one and they kind of knew what was going on. They gave you a little, hey, he's kind of evil. He's the Antichrist, yeah. But okay. let's keep going. Right. And I love when films do that. Like, don't give me a 40-minute, like, mm-hmm. replay of the first one. Or even 25. It's excessive. This one just starts, hey, he tried to kill his son. His son's evil. He's trying to convince people. Yep. And then we lose the last person that knows anything about it. He right. dies. Because the devil's not going to let that happen. Mm-hmm. And I like that Damien is now 13, 12 or 13 years old. 12, mm-hmm. I think. Or I Yeah, he's around there. <laughs> he's an adolescent. Exactly. And he's now living with his father's brother, mm-hmm. his wife, and their son, who is also around his age. Mm-hmm. And they're in, like, a military academy. Of course, this family's fucking rich. They're very well-to-do. Yeah. And I was actually, I had all the intentions to, like, get out my Bible, because I have one of those, Mm. and read Revelations, like, a little bit, like, brush up on it. But Mm -hmm. I can't because it scares me too much. This one is even more so Revelations. Yeah, I can't. Well, Final Conflict is about Revelations, which is the third one, so it's probably more so, but I don't remember it very well. But this one, you have the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse coming in. You have the Whore of Babylon coming in. You have things like that that are all ringing in Mm -mm. revelations. Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. It's cool. It just, that, and we've talked about my thing with, like, possession movies and demons and hell and, like, the after, like, it all, this, it all ties into, like, my fear of, like, the unknown, not necessarily just the unknown, specifically about, like, heaven and hell and God and Satan, Mm -hmm. about religion in general. So the omen hits those notes that are terrifying to me. Mm -hmm. Like, this movie doesn't scare me to where I don't sleep, but it scares me in the way that it hits those deep philosophical points that it's, like, I wanted to go read my Bible about Revelations to talk about it with you for this Mm -hmm. episode. I could not bring mm. myself to do it because yeah. if I get into that, I'll fall into a rabbit hole mm-hmm. like I do with like conspiracy theories or like spree killers and like some of the things that I have Haunted like. Haunted happy hour. <laughs> yeah. The book of Revelations. <laughs> How uh, it scares us. Because it's terrifying. And mm-hmm. Damien being the Antichrist and realizing this, you know, it talks about the Antichrist is going to be like a well-to-do person of power that people are attracted to. And, and I just like, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, I don't, I, it just, it makes me scared and like gives me goosebumps. And mm-hmm. so I couldn't, I tried really hard to get into some philosophical conversation with you and brush up on my biblical knowledge of revelations, but I just couldn't do it. Hey, that's fine. We can just talk about the movie. I'm down with that. Great. Cause <laughs> I really wanted to, but I, maybe one day, if you get me drunk enough, I'm down. <laughs> but I have some revelation stuff that I'll bring up, but you don't have to. Great. You do that. <laughs> okay. I'll just listen. But they have like. Talking about this archaeologist, he has this box full of how to kill Damien. Because if you remember from the first one, he has this set of daggers. Mm -hmm. His father does. And he realizes that he's got to kill Damien. Mm -hmm. And as soon as Bugenhagen convinces his friend that Damien's the Antichrist from this wall that Mm -hmm. this monk has painted Damien's face on. I don't remember. It's the wall of... I don't remember the name of the wall, but... Yeah. But that wall. Yes. And uh, as soon as they figure it out, the devil kills him by burying them alive. Because yeah. the devil ain't letting that happen. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to Damien being 12, 13. So there's several years of progression here. So that actor wanted it to be, the actor who played Bugenhagen, wanted it to be really real. So he was actually in the bottom of an old temple that wasn't safe or secure. So he could Risked have died down life. there to make those scenes. Yeah. 
For a sequel? Yeah, I know, right? I mean, that's... No, I'm not saying sequels can't be yeah. good movies, but it's just interesting. Because The Omen 2, maybe I'm not... Maybe I'm wrong. It's just not one of those sequels that you hear about being regarded as, like, one of the best sequels that's out there. And I'm not saying I've heard bad things about no. it either, but well, you don't hear much about it at all. Then let's talk about this, because I was going to talk about it at the end, because you'd love this. So... The Exorcist 2 and The Chosen marked the end of the demon child films in Hollywood and the slasher trend took over. Mm. Also... Because The Exorcist 2 was garbage. Exactly. Like, <laughs> they ruined it. Because we have these evil kids. Yeah, The Exorcist 2 fucking ruined it. I don't think The Omen 2 ruined it, but I think after both of them, people were like, we're done. We're over it. No more demon children. Fuck that. Y'all keep fucking shit up. Like, mm-hmm. I did not think this, first of all, like, spoiler alert, I did not think this film was bad at all. That's I actually good. had a pretty good time with it. Good. Yeah. Uh, the Exorcist 2, that was actually our just our second episode mm-hmm. way back in the day mm-hmm. when we were little baby podcasters. Yep. We're still young and ones. And that but was probably the worst movie we've seen so far. It was real bad. Yeah. Really bad. Because it took itself so seriously. Yeah. It was trying so hard to be such a good film. It mm-hmm. was so bad. But that aside, I could see definitely people like, okay, all right, if we're going to take ourselves that seriously, let's just not and make slashers because we know what we are Mm -hmm. with slashers. Because these demon children, just like this demon religious theme is so heavy. So if you do it poorly, you're kind of spitting in the faces of your audience, in Mm -hmm. my opinion, Mm -hmm. which is how I felt with The Exorcist too. I didn't really feel it with this. Like Mm -hmm. I could see maybe... People feeling like that or not liking it. But going in, I'm not a... I don't love The Omen. So for this movie to disappoint me, it wouldn't have been, like, outrageous, mm-hmm. you know? But it didn't. I mean, I, I I, quite enjoyed it. But we'll get there in a minute. <laughs> so this family, again, they have a whole fucking gigantic company with their name on it. Mm-hmm. What is it? Thorn Industries? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which they produce food. That's what they do. They're, they grow food around the world. So, of course, some fucking asshole comes in that's going to ruin it. He's like, let's make money on famine. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Kind of sounds like one of the horsemen of the apocalypse, which is famine. Fucking fascinating. Yeah. I had never put together until this watching as an adult that the horsemen of the apocalypse are in this. And I think that's really cool. Well, you kind of have to think, because, like, at first viewing, which my first viewing was, you have these, basically, pawns around Damien that play very specific roles, and they're poised in, like, the military, the head of the military school. War. Exactly. Famine. You know, but if you're just kind of viewing, you're like, oh, well, the devil's obviously going to put people around him that are just that conveniently... Are yeah, just as like a kid, the nanny. That's what I figured. Yeah, okay, they're just helping him. But now seeing it as an adult, I'm like, oh, holy shit. Like, that's literally what they're supposed to do. The horsemen in the apocalypse are supposed to surround him and help him fuck up the world, and that's what they're starting to do. Even the Whore of Babylon, right in the beginning, or maybe it's a little farther into it, we see a statue of the Whore of Babylon. Mm-hmm. And Damien's mom, for better lack of term. Yeah, his um, aunt. Yeah. yeah. She is so creeped out by the statue and she hates it and get it off the screen and I don't want to see it. And it's like, oh, because she's the horror Babylon. Got it. Okay. Which I didn't pick up until the very end. Yeah. Because she just, she's so doting on Damien the mm-hmm. whole time. But it's easy to assume that that's because she 
is a mother that feels compassion for right. this child that is that an is orphan, orphaned. Yeah. Why wouldn't she? Exactly. You know? You and don't realize how crazy she is yet. Yet. <laughs> well, you feel like right at the beginning you have this great aunt, basically, mm-hmm. Marion. She's the one that's like the head of everything and has all the money. She's real old. Oh, yeah. She is like on her way out anyways. Mm-hmm. She's actually there talking about her will. And she's a very good judge of character. And she's threatening them with money, saying she knows that Damien's father tried to kill him for a reason. And she's being very cryptic about the reason. So she fucking knows. Yeah, she's smart. She's like, okay, he wouldn't have just gone crazy for no reason. So what the fuck? Especially because this guy was a politician. He was a diplomat. Yeah. Wh- who's going to kill their son? Like, seriously? Especially that they loved so dearly. Yeah. Like, so she knows that he's, like, mm-hmm. not right. But, of course, I just had to mention also, this was the 70s, and she has $100 million in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Just, just her net worth. Yes. Holy shit, they've got a lot of money. Exactly. Well, that's a revelations thing also, is that Exa- he's yes. supposed to be born into wealth and privilege. Exactly. And power. Well, and I was about to say, that's, that's how he gets to... Yeah. Because a lot of people, and this is ridiculous. Uh, maybe not ridiculous, but I'm just saying, like, a lot of people, as, let's just look at the United States politicians, anytime somebody doesn't like the president, they're like, oh my god, it's the Antichrist, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's happening! Yeah, so, yeah, but it, that's true. They, they're born into wealth, and they're going to be poised as a well-liked, and people tend to gravitate towards them. Mm-hmm politician mm-hmm. or a CEO of a very powerful company that's got not just to be very powerful. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Not just powerful over one company, but this company mm-hmm. has power over Disney. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or Monsanto or somebody food. that owns everything. Comcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So who, who, if they decided to fuck shit up, we would literally have no, mm-hmm. no say in the matter. We would just be like, yes, Lord, like, <laughs> you know, whatever. And that's another reason Revelation is so scary because it's like, if you want to live, you basically follow suit or you're going to get or you don't. tortured and yeah, and die a horrible death. What are you going to do? You have family. Mm-hmm. You're just going to be condemned to hell because you did what the Antichrist said not even realize you know like it's just Mm -hmm. fucked up i can't do anyways (laughs) moving on the crow or raven Mm -hmm. comes as like our symbol of yeah we don't have the rottweiler anymore right now we have the crow right for him so it comes to marion and she fucking dies yeah she has a heart attack that one's pretty docile but there are some good deaths in this one there are there are some i mean smushed by train come on that's pretty good the ice rink one got me yeah, see? The, I mean, that's yeah. kind of terrifying. Mm-hmm. People are trying to help you and they can't. Yeah. Because, yeah. There's and some good a ones. current in this, mm-hmm. like, lake. My favorite one, and we'll get to it, but now we're talking about deaths and I'm excited. <laughs> My favorite one is his cousin when he finally kills him and he gives him, like, a brain aneurysm. Dude. That was a good one. And yeah. that always sticks with me. I'm like, okay. He just looks at him and he's like, you know what? I'm tired of you. Exactly. <laughs> terrifying. They're going to this military academy. Right. And they're mm-hmm. totally fine with it. And you wouldn't because Damien doesn't realize mm-hmm. this is who he is right. at the beginning of this film. And he's not even like a bad kid. Like mm-hmm. you can tell you kind of feel sorry for him because he's just trying to be mm-hmm. a normal kid, hang out with his cousin, mm-hmm. get into mischief a little bit. But overall, he's a good kid. Mm-hmm. You know, he goes to this military academy and that's where we find them. Mm-hmm. That military academy, it's Davidson Military Academy and David's son 
is a term in the Bible to refer to Jesus. So mm. I like finding those little things like that. Little Easter egg type mm-hmm. things. Except that when it's biblical, it's terrifying. <laughs> and we see Damien start to kind of exhibit his power. For example, he got to beat up a bully by looking, looking at, at him, him funny. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, what do you do? Everyone's watching you. How do you leave that scenario without them going... He's a witch. (laughs) Or just what the fuck happened? Because, like, the bully just kind of, like, fell to the ground. Mm -hmm. Like, But he's, like, standing there staring at him. Like, you could tell he's doing something wrong. If it was me, I'd be like, oh, no. It's happening. (laughs) What do I have to do to get kicked out of this military academy? Because this kid is not right. Exactly. Like, at all. And then on a side little plot here, you've got this journalist that's trying to warn... Damien's uncle Mm -hmm. that he is the Antichrist because she's been doing all this research and she knows Bugenhagen and she knows Bugenhagen knew that he was the Antichrist Mm -hmm. and his body was found and this journalist has seen the wall with the depictions of Damien. And it's caused her to go like crazy. She's obsessed. Yes. Which is fair. Yes. But she's not in the movie for that long. No. No. (laughs) Because, again, Satan's going to do away with these people that are Satan in the way. Satan knows all birds on her ass. True. Which, I have something to say about that in a minute. But she also tries to warn the wife, but then just goes to spy on Damien at the military academy. Because, mm-hmm. obviously, it's not going to work. Like, regardless of, of the wife slash Damien's aunt being involved in this, you're not going to convince a set of parents or guardians that they're child is the spawn of satan right for you're just not like Mm -hmm. any guardian or parent or adoptive parent or whatever the case may be is always gonna think the sun shines out of their kid's ass Mm -hmm. like they just do especially with a kid that overall has is not a bad kid Mm -hmm. exactly well the parents get to see the sweet side of kids whereas the public doesn't ever get to see that usually you just see the robot part. So, of course, they're going to be like, he was cute and snuggly, and we cuddled on the couch last night and watched a movie, which they do at some point. It's like, no. And that's the part where you're like, oh, but he's a cute Antichrist. Exactly. <laughs> he was a cute son born of a jackal. <laughs> <laughs> and she, so she goes to spy on him at the military academy, and the sudden loud, coral spooky music is so jarring. Like, I was watching it, and I'd be, like, watching, and then it would happen. I'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> and it really puts you in the mood like mm-hmm. the not you know but the, the, the mood. mood yeah <laughs> it feels so fall like it just does, the yeah. colors the outfits that they pick because they're always in jackets and there's leaves everywhere yeah yeah i mean you even see this their gardeners burning leaves so obviously he's picking them up it's definitely a fall movie and the sounds mm. it's a good halloween time movie yes. even though we're in like march it's a good mm, right even though we're like coming into spring <laughs> it's a good halloween time movie so is the omen Honestly. Mm -hmm. But that one's just because it's, like, spooky and dark. Yeah. This one for, like, the time of year. But Miss Hart is her name. She got black crowed. Uh, And then hit by a truck. Yeah. Well, so my problem with this is she gets... When we say the birds, like, we mean Alfred Hitchcock's the birds. She gets her eyes pecked out. Yeah. So if she had just, like, rolled over on her stomach... (laughs) And put her hands on the back of her head and looked down at the street, that wouldn't have happened. 
but you know it's a movie and it's from the 70s so she's like just looking up where Mm -hmm. the crow is letting it pick out her eyes yeah she's basically just like here you go well same thing with her just walking out in front of that truck i guarantee you even though you're panicked and you got got your eyes pecked out no you can hear a there's nobody else on this road nobody you can hear a truck coming from miles away you can also tell the difference between grass and pavement yes and you can feel it. Like, trucks are heavy. Can you... You can just feel sometimes when they're closer. Yeah. The only thing that I will give her is maybe she... Satan had some sort of control... And pushed her in there? Over the situation? Maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, she basically was like, here you go, crew. Peck my eyeballs out. Yeah. And, and all she had to do was lay down on the ground, look down, and cover the back of her head with her hands. Her hands would have gotten fucked up, mm-hmm. no doubt, but she would not have lost her eyes... Or her life. Even kids in the birds, when they fell off the treadmills, they did that. (laughs) When they got knocked down (laughs) like fucking bowling pins. And I even made a note here. What's sad is you can tell Damien just wants to be a kid. Mm -hmm. For like a little while. Like once he figures out he's the Antichrist, he's like, okay. Oh God, no. Mm -hmm. But wait. I can can do all this. I was like, I can do what now? Which is kind of cool. And it's his cousin's birthday, and I made the most pointless note. Fucking rich people and their birthday fireworks. Yeah, the most really frivolous. Uh-huh. Like when I say this is like Kardashian frivolous. Mm-hmm. Like, come on! But there's a significant conversation that happens during this birthday party for his cousin mm-hmm. because one of your horsemen, the guy that's yes. basically taking over the company, Famine is there. Correct. He's actually talking because Damien's starting to like figure out that things are happening because like he made a kid beat himself up and he was like, "What the fuck?" Right. He doesn't he know what's happening. He was kind of shocked by that too. Yeah. Like, what the fuck just happened? It's not like he's having visions or anything, but mm-hmm. he's starting to feel something is changing. And he even tells this guy, like, you know, mm-hmm. like I feel weird, and the guy's like, "Yeah, you know." Yeah, things are but this guy that. starts manipulating him, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, you know, I should be in charge of the company. Don't you want me to be in charge of the company?" And he basically sicks Damien on his fucking boss so that he can get the job. Holy shit! I couldn't imagine sicking the Antichrist on someone, using it as a pawn. Fuck that! He's gonna come back at you someday because you did that because you used him. Fuck that! Yeah, and another thing is. I just can't imagine knowing you're talking to the Antichrist and just, like, being okay with it. Like, I know that you're part of this. Yeah. But wow. Yeah. That's the son of Satan. I don't care that he's 12. Like, seriously. He's not going to be 12 forever. You need to respect him. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. And the military, the guy in charge of the military academy, even says, like, some weird cryptic shit to him before this. Is like, I was also an orphan. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're like interesting yeah he's definitely more the i respect that you're the antichrist dude like i'm here to help you out because because he's this like staunch military guy Mm -hmm. and the stuff he says to him you're like what the fuck he's like if you ever need anything you Mm -hmm. let me know and you're like wait you're supposed to be like the boot camp like but he's he's very soft with him exactly he's just like hey i'm here if you need me and also stop doing that and that's it like, people are gonna get i'm not looking for your own good exactly because people are gonna get suspicious but he doesn't realize that's why this guy's telling him, you know, mm-hmm. right the second. So then we get the crow again crashing an ice hockey game. Mm-hmm. And this poor man gets... This is like Canadian's worst nightmare. 
they fall he falls through the ice and this current takes him while everyone's trying to get to him but every time they try to get to him he's pulled away mm-hmm. and he fucking dies right in front of everybody they're just mm-hmm. like it's awful all of those actors had no idea how to ice skate and yet they were <laughs> thrown on the ice and told to act like they did you know, ice skating is one of those things <laughs> where if you just stand upright and scoot, you'll be okay. I think that's like, why they kind of just, like, stay where yeah, they were. You won't be good at it. Yeah. But, like, you'll stand upright. Especially the older guys, you can tell in the film, they kind of just stay in one place. Whereas the kids are like, we can do it and going for the it. The good thing is they're supposed to look panicked, so them falling all over themselves, like, flows into exactly. the situation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and pain gets his way. Are you He's- talking about famine? Yeah, he's now like the new dude, you know. Mm-hmm. And I put he's the new nanny. Like, not he's not the nanny, but like the first one, he's now like the closest to the situation. Because you didn't know about the mom, right? Got yeah, it. okay. Because we Smart. hadn't gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. So I, in my head, I'm like, okay, well, there's not a nanny like there was in the first one. So now we have this guy that's taking over this company, and he just killed that guy. So now he's kind of like the closest to Damien. Mm-hmm. Except for the odds, but he ain't right. And one of my favorite scenes too coming up is Damien schools his teacher. He basically is all knowledgeable, but he doesn't realize that he mm-hmm. is because he's got the whole knowledge of the world. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, he doesn't even have to try. If someone asks him a question, he just has the answer. Yeah, and so his teacher asks him all these dates and crazy questions because he's like. Are you not paying attention? You don't, I guess you know all this stuff. And he's like, I mean, yeah, I do. Because he got a note. He didn't even send the note. He got the note. Like, yeah. I don't understand teachers in movies that act like this. Your student is being above average and answering every single question you have. And he just gets more and more pissed. Egos. At some point, you got to be like, that's kind of impressive. Because I would be. All that? Exactly. You're too smart for this class. Let's get you a gifted and talented exactly. class. Exactly. That'd be me, man. Like, yeah. fucking badass cool dude yeah but this is when like the mill the 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 guy like he's like war is like knock it off yeah it's don't don't do that he's like what i just knew the answers and war's he's like, like yes i know i fucking know what you're doing but but stop <laughs> you're gonna get busted so i guess being born as the antichrist you're just automatically born with like all the world's knowledge that's pretty cool that's terrifying uh, yes but what a way to take over a world. Like You, you already know everything, everything uh-huh. and you can manipulate people. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And what's also scary, I'm going to say it a bajillion times, is this is a movie, but this is in the Bible. Like, a whole religion thinks this is going to happen like this. Like, maybe not exactly like this, but that this person is going to exist. Correct. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I can't even say it right now. Jesus. Mm. See? I can't even, can't even talk. Because every time I'm going to take say the Lord's name in vain. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's terrifying because it's not like this is just a script. They literally took it from biblical text. Uh-huh. Terrifying. Okay. Moving on. And so they go on this field trip for some reason. To his a weird... family's company. Well, because the guy who's famine is orchestrating. He tells him, he's like, come on over. Come visit sometime with your friends. So he just keeps sicking Damien on people and he needs to knock that shit off because he's going to die terribly. Or maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. But 
basically all these kids, this backfire, well, not on the kids, on the poor kids. They're just these innocent yeah. kids. And uh, they inhale all these chemicals, basically, from this accident. And get blood transfusions and fun. Yeah. But this innocent doctor just finds out some weird physiology about Damien because he's the only one, of course, that didn't have a bad reaction because he's basically indestructible. Except for these daggers. Yeah. That are, like, ancient. And he just is, like, curious. He's not, like... No, he doesn't even think there's something negative He's going. just like, like hey, that's what weird. the fuck? Yeah. But, of course, Satan's like, no, you're going to start suspicion around Damien. Yeah. So he kills him in a horrible... You think... So he's in an elevator and it starts dropping. Mm-hmm. And you think that it's just going to crash. Mm-hmm. But no. No, no. No, no. No. Cut in half. Yeah. A wire snaps and cuts him in half. Cuts right through the elevator and him. That's yeah. a pretty good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd rather be cut in half or fall to my death. But the worst part is he thinks he's going to fall to his death and he gets a moment of like. Yeah. He gets to sigh because he happens. doesn't. And then he gets cut in half. But the letter in the box from Bugenhagen has reached the United States. Mm-hmm. But uh, Damien's uncle's not having it. Mm-hmm. And he has this other friend trying to like, you know. Hey, like, I'm not trying to start shit, but this might be something you're interested in. It's all about your brother and his son. Like, that doesn't interest you at all. Mm -hmm. You know, your son or your brother lost his shit and almost killed his son. Like, you don't want to find out at least what was going on in his head. It's your brother. Wouldn't you be like, there's no way he'd ever do that. Seriously? You grew up together. And because he's like, he just went crazy. Why? It could be genetic. Yeah, exactly. Like mental illness. Like it could be, you Mm -hmm. could be next, man. Mm -hmm. You don't want to find out. Or they don't even know that Damien's adopted that could be genetic going down to him. Like, do you really have enough faith that this kid isn't going to kill your family? Which he does. Well, and also, I know schizophrenia can be, like, late onset, but that's a little too late. Uh-huh. Exactly. Like, in your 40s or 50s? Mm-hmm. Mm. But Mark, who is Damien's cousin and their son, overhears this conversation and realizes that Damien is the Antichrist. Because that's what this guy is telling his uncle slash this kid's dad. He's just in the wrong place at the wrong time hearing that information. Because he is not prepared. You know, if I was this kid, I probably would... I, he goes and he reads his Bible and, and he's starting to line things up with mm-hmm. Damien, which I don't think I'd be as smart as this kid is. Mm-hmm. I don't Same. think I'd be, I'd be like, he's just my fucking cousin. Like this guy's crazy because mm-hmm. they've been close all these years. Like just they've a, lived together. A weird few weeks of stuff, yeah. like probably wouldn't convince me that my cousin is the Antichrist. Well, last we saw Damien, he was what, four? Yeah. And now he's lived with them ever since. So yeah, they grew up together. Yeah. They're the same age. But he's now scared of Damien because now he's got all these thoughts in his head about Mm -hmm. him being the Antichrist. And he's right. Mm -hmm. And so he's basically running away from him in their backyard slash forested area. And Damien fucking follows him because Damien has accepted the fact that he's an anti he's the Antichrist at this point. He grappled with it for a minute and like he didn't want this. And he was like, why me? And you do feel really sorry for him. He did not ask for this. He just wanted to be a normal Mm -hmm. kid. But then he's like, okay, that's cool. That's what I am. Like, that's that. Let's move on with it. And you realize he's just Satan incarnate (laughs) Mm -hmm. because his cousin runs away from him and calls him out and he fucking gives him a fucking aneurysm. Mm -hmm. He explodes his cousin's brain. 
Yep. Poor guy. And that's when his uncle's like, you know what? <laughs> well, they're also walking through the forest. His parents, adoptive parents, are walking through the forest behind them. And they come across this. Like, right after he killed his cousin. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. F that. Yeah. So his uncle decides that he's going to go kind of see what this box and letters kind of all about. Mm -hmm. And he meets his friend there. There's this train that has the wall in it that has... This poor guy has gone crazy now because he knows... He's obsessed, yeah. I mean, can you imagine holding that knowledge in your head? Nope, nope, nope. Mm -mm. I would be terrified. Like, you find him at a monastery and he has you know, put himself in this tiny little room with crosses everywhere again. That'd be me. Well, because once you find that information out, you know it forever. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You Do you plead with Satan not to kill you now? I would hide with God, which is what he does. Yeah. Monks, priests, come fucking save me. Thank you. Because Satan's going to kill you because mm-hmm. you have that knowledge. Mm-hmm. You're, you're dead. Mm-hmm. You went too far. You found the secret out. Exactly. And now you must be dealt with because the secret must be protected at all costs. Yeah. Which is what happens next. Yeah. So Damien's uncle goes and he does he does find the wall with mm-hmm. Damien depicted on it. And, and he fucking sees it. And he believes now. Mm-hmm. And while they're... the devil fucking destroys that shit? Yeah. While they're at the train yard, a train basically goes rogue and kills his friend and almost kills him, mm-hmm. but doesn't. So now... And destroys that fucking wall. Destroys the wall. And so now he's on a mission to kill Damien. So he tries to convince his wife that that's what they need to do. Back at the military academy, Damien's being awarded the highest honor because, of course, he's powerful. He's mm-hmm. going to move up. Yeah. But amazingly, his, you know, adoptive father isn't there. Just his mother and the famine dude interesting and war is already there he's teaching him he's just bringing his people together now mm-hmm. well yeah because his dad's like oh i gotta kill him mm-hmm. like he's the antichrist <laughs> and here's where you get like the plot twist he says tells his wife i've got to do it mm-hmm. and she's like no 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 because you think she's just being motherly mm-hmm. and then and then she fucking stabs him stabs him and then tells damien like hey i got mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. but and then he just burns them alive yeah. Damn. And and he survives this movie, too. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of it. Like, he burns his parents, quote-unquote, alive, and then uh, he does his cute little smile again, and that's it. Yeah. And all the actors did a really good job, especially the actor playing Damien. Amazing job. Does a really... He's so great in this film. Mm-hmm. Like, he's creepy, but he's also... I thought that the way that he portrayed... The Antichrist was perfect because he's got to be creepy, but he's also got to be, I don't mean this in like a, like a creepy, like I'm an adult and he's a child kind of way, but he's also got to be attractive enough to where he could be charming. Like He's got to be charismatic. He's got to be. You can see that when he grows up, he's going to be this like charismatic, attractive white man that people are going to gravitate towards because he's everything that you should be, you know, Mm -hmm. like check all the boxes of things that you should be successful, attractive, Mm -hmm. magnetic, you know, and he's, he's gonna succeed in doing all of those things. And this kid portrays that to a T. Like I did not find any faults in his performance. I thought he was incredibly convincing, incredibly creepy and weirdly attractive, but not in like the creepy way again. But like in a, he will draw people to him. Yes, uh-huh. exactly, exactly. He's definitely going to have his acolytes who uh-huh. love him. Exactly. So it'll be easy for him to kind of take over the world mm-hmm. and do Satan's bidding. Right. 
because people aren't going to want to be against him. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's a third one. Mm-hmm. And now I want to go fucking watch it because I want to know what happens in the continuance of this series. Mm-hmm. Do they bring this kid back? Do you want me to tell you? As the actor. No. Dang it. <laughs> they do not. He actually only did, like, one or two other things, and then he stopped his film career entirely. Really? Mm-hmm. He was really good in this, so if he had continued, I imagine mm-hmm. he would have done well. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what they do with the rest of this. Yeah, and this is my favorite one, but I've seen the rest of them. They're pretty good. Lance Henriksen is in this. He plays War. And he was, he really appreciated the academy and the kids that were there because all of the kids you see on set are actually those kids. They didn't hire a lot of actors, just our main, main guys that are there. Yeah. So all of those kids that are there are also the kids that go to that academy. That's cool. And he really appreciated them so much that he bought them a TV for their uh, little common room when he left. That's cool. No. So it was a real military academy. It was a real military academy and he bought them a TV. That's cool. For their filming. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought this movie was done well and it scares the bejesus out of me. Not necessarily because of anything the film did. Not that it did anything wrong, but just like the whole mm-hmm. idea of the film. It already is scary to me, personally. Mm-hmm. So it's already going to be interesting to me. So take my, and maybe our, rating with a grain of salt. Anything that you put the devil and Satan in and demons or the Antichrist is automatically going to scare me and be Mm -hmm. interesting. You could literally give me the worst demon movie and it'll still, to an extent, get to me. So, honestly, this is probably like a four out of five for me. Mm. Yeah, also, four out of five. I would say five out of five, but there's some things and it's older and it's not my absolute favorite. But it's a really, really good movie. My favorite of the Almonds. I was about to say, I like this more than the first one. Like, the first one's fine. But this one's better. I think having Damien grown up and starting and he can actually to do stuff. assert things, yeah. it's not just like a little kid that you're like conflicted about because he can he now didn't interact do anything. with the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's starting to figure things out. I think that brings in a really interesting point to the Antichrist, which is why I want to continue with this because I think that anything that looks into like revelations and that's why my favorite season of Dexter mm-hmm. was the one where the killers were yes, based around revelations. That was a good one. Just and the Bible's just interesting. All of the layers to it when they can do spooky, stories like that and really, spooky. really scary. <laughs> yeah, that one too. I know people read it because it's comforting. I, that has never been comforting to me. Like <laughs> yeah. even Psalms and everything. I'm like, this is still scary. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, this is a good movie and it's very scary because Revelations is scary. And now I'm going to like have to get into Revelations eventually at some point again. Because now I'm just reinterested. Mm-hmm. It is a fascinating subject. Very <sighs> yeah. terrifying, but fascinating. Yeah. I'm done. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. At this point, you probably know where to find us. All of our <laughs> social medias are the Extra Sisters podcast or Twitter is the Extra Sisters. And thank you so much to our patrons. Yes, thank you. For the millionth time, mm. we love you so much. You can be a patron at patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters podcast for exclusive entry into patron-only giveaways and extra content episodes and all that fun stuff. So head over there, check out our tiers. There's only two of them, a $1 and a $5 to see what the perks are. We'd love to have you. And next time, somewhere in deepest space, all hell is breaking loose. Till then, stay creepy.